0: Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host Mikael, and today we're talking about the power of unattraction. Hey guys, what's up? I'm very, very excited y'all to talk about today's topic. I love talking about attraction. I think it is so fun, and I want to talk about not feeling attracted today. And why that can be such a powerful thing for you in your relationship. But first, I have to tell you guys the most fun news. If you follow me on social media, you already know this. Um, (laughs) But we are pregnant. (laughs) Ta-da! I am so, so excited. We... um already done a early gender test and says that our baby is going to be a girl. We'll confirm in a few weeks with an ultrasound. Um, but I am so grateful. Um, this is something we've prayed for a lot. And if you've heard my believing in impossible things, This is one of the things that, to me, was kind of an impossible thing. And it is really cool to see that miracle unfolding for us. And (laughs) nothing's 100%, for sure. We're, We're in the second trimester now, so odds of losing the baby are a lot lower now, but not 100%. But I feel like I'm really coming into the belief of, like, yep, this is happening. And so excited, too, because I have just dreamed of having a little girl. So, super excited. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in to just listen to our fun news. It's been, like, a secret we've been keeping for a while, so it's fun to finally be able to talk about and share. Um, Okay, so let's dive in to... The power of unattraction. So, so many of us have a rule of our, we should always find our partner attractive. That we should think they are the most handsome or beautiful person in the world. Um, now, if you fall on the anxiety side where maybe you're a little bit more afraid of, oh, what if they're not attracted to me? And you might find yourself focused on whether or not they're telling you you're beautiful or comparing to other women in the room or ultimately, like, really it comes down to what you're thinking and believing about your own body. So on a given day where you feel more attractive, you might be less worried about it versus a day where you're feeling kind of gross. Now, I'm going to focus a little bit more on the concern of being attracted to our partner. But even if you find yourself fearing your partner is not attracted to you, you can still tune in. And I think that there will be a lot of things that you can listen to and find ways that they still apply to you. So with that said, I want you to think, I want you to imagine... (laughs) you are maybe like in high school or junior high you're still living with your parents and to imagine a situation where you have this boy that you kind of are starting to think that he's kind of cute and you kind of start hitting it off and you're kind of having fun um and then your parents sit you down have a conversation with you (laughs) This is a very unlikely scenario, but we're just going with it for a second. <laughs> Your parents sit you down and they tell you, okay, since you are dating this boy now, you have to like him. You have to think he's super cute all the time. You're going to have to think he's cute all the rest of junior high and high school. You cannot notice anyone else ever being attractive. You should never think he looks funny or weird. And you especially should not think anyone else is ever more attractive than him. Okay? Like, you you need to know for sure. You need to feel, think he's cute all the time and never think anyone else is attractive or else you can't date this guy. Okay? So we'll, we will let you see him on that one condition. <laughs> All through the rest of junior high and high school. This is the only way you can see him. Never think he looks weird at all. Always think he's cute. Now, obviously this is where some very crazy parents. (laughs) But if this were to happen, I'm going to guess. That high schooler is going to instantly feel less attraction towards that boy. This thing that was fun and exciting and new all of a sudden has become obligatory and forced. There is no choice in it. If you want to explore this relationship, if you want to continue dating him, you have to feel like X, Y, and Z. (laughs) And so many of us do this to ourselves. We have this inner parent that is demanding a sense of attraction and no one else being cute 100% of the time in order for you to continue choosing this relationship in order for you to move forward in this relationship to get engaged, to get married you can only think they're cute can't find anyone else attractive and this is like a a very strict rule that we force on ourselves and we start enforcing it by playing all these weird games with our brain because here's the thing, we inevitably have moments where they don't look their best or pictures with kind of a weird face. Or an angle that's just not super flattering. Or other humans in this world that are attractive. Inevitably, it happens. It comes up. So now all of a sudden, it's like, crap, I'm breaking this rule. That means I shouldn't be in this relationship. So then we start trying to help ourselves feel better of, oh, no, no, no. This isn't the case. I really am attracted to him or her. So we maybe start comparing to other people. And we say, look, here's this person and this person and that person. They're all less attractive than my partner. See, clearly you're attracted to them. Or you maybe see someone who is attractive and you just mentally start thinking about everything that's wrong with their body. So now you're not so attracted to them anymore. And you're like, see, I'm good. Still attracted to my partner. Or we might look at old pictures of our partner and see ones where look they look cute in this one. So see, so you're still attracted to him. Or we might even, like, start looking at our partner under a microscope and seeing all the, like, tiny little things and their features to make sure that we really are attracted to them because if not we definitely better get out <laughs> so we start like playing all these weird games with our brain in order to make sure we're following this rule of you are 100 percent attracted to them you never feel any otherwise and you don't think anyone else is cute but the thing is doesn't make you feel more attraction to your partner. I mean, you might have a temporary sense of relief of, okay, we're good, but you still have that fear in the back of your brain of, but am I really? How do I know for sure? And we're putting all of this pressure on ourselves to feel that way all of the time. And that pressure diminishes attraction. Just like if a parent were to demand that of their child, the child would totally be not as interested in the guy and probably not want to even think he's cute anymore because it is feeling so forced. And that's literally what we do with ourselves is telling ourselves you have to feel attraction all the time. When before, it was just a playful thing that we got to experience. Not that we had to, but that we got to experience. Now, I want you to imagine the flip scenario. (laughs) I think we see this one. This is more realistic. This is where there's like a young lover couple, right? Like you're in high school and you start liking a boy and parents say, no, not okay. Okay. He's off limits. You cannot like him. You can't see him. You should not be attracted to him. We see this in movies with forbidden love and things like Romeo and Juliet. Now, we know how that goes, which is when parents are making a love off limits, it tends to actually have the opposite impact on attraction. So, when we're forbidding ourselves to, to feel love or attraction, it actually tends to grow or make it stronger. Similarly, forbidding yourself from feeling an attraction actually tends to make it grow stronger. Demanding someone to be attracted does not create more attraction. Demanding not liking someone and not feeling attracted tends to do the opposite. And this is what we do to ourselves, though, is we demand ourselves to feel attracted all the time to our partner and we demand not feeling attracted to anyone else. And what it actually does is it creates the opposite. Our brains and emotions tend to work in paradox. Paradox. Which means the more we're demanding it, then the opposite is actually what we tend to get. The more you're demanding feeling attraction, the less you feel attraction. The more you don't want to feel attraction to someone else, the more you actually tend to feel it. So if you have been approaching your relationship with this intense fear of feeling unattraction towards your partner, you have been amplifying those feelings and squashing the feelings of attraction. This is why feeling unattraction, allowing that feeling to be there, is one of the most powerful things you can do when dealing with relationship anxiety. I want you to even think about your own body. I think we all have moments or days where we don't feel attractive. So if you wake up and you're not feeling super cute, we have a few options. <laughs> and I think this even happens. I shouldn't just say we wake up. You wake up, you've spent an hour getting ready and you still are not feeling very cute. You know, we have a few options. One, <laughs> we can avoid going out and go right back to bed and just try to shut that out not have anyone in the world see what we look like today. Two, we could go on Instagram and compare our bodies to other women and try to convince ourselves that we're actually beautiful and pretty. Three, we could start making an action plan for how to fix our body. And not, yes, I have 100% been guilty of this guys. This is how I know this is a thing. <laughs> we are we start coming up with plans for a new haircut, hair color, makeup, working out and how to get skinnier. because once we fix and get a new look, then we will not have moments of feeling unattractive. We could practice thinking a whole bunch of positive thoughts about our body and arguing with our brain and telling it how it's wrong and how we do look good enough, and we are thin enough, and we are pretty enough and our brain is just in a negative headspace. It's gonna keep we're gonna be fighting our head. We're going to be fighting what's going on in our brain or what we can do, which is I think the most powerful and time-saving option and most efficient is to just acknowledge, yeah, I don't feel super cute today and that's okay. I'm still going out to live my life anyways. I don't need to hurry and fix it. I don't need to hurry and avoid my life. I don't need to try to hurry and convince myself otherwise. It's just, okay, this is what I'm feeling and we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep moving forward. And yes, of course, we enjoy the moments where we feel pretty. We can do things to help ourselves feel beautiful. We can practice positive thoughts. But I think there is so much power And just being okay with those days where we don't feel cute and just allowing that to be there. And this is what can be so powerful to practice in our relationship is yes, of course, enjoy moments where you feel attracted that can feel so fun, but also be able to continue operating in the relationship, even in moments where attraction isn't there not needing to pause and compare to someone else not needing to fix their body not needing to try to convince ourselves they're attractive not needing to just avoid life or the relationship but allowing them to not be attractive to you right now and still continuing to be in the relationship giving yourself permission to not be attracted is much like quieting that parent voice that is putting way too much force and demand on the relationship. It allows for more freedom and openness of this moment, which is, yeah, right now, don't think he looks cute. Or yeah, this part of his body, kind of weird to me. But it creates also more room for playfulness, more freedom and openness for that kid's side of us that also does feel attracted. We're not squashing her and forcing her to be there all the time. We're also not telling her she can't be there for someone else. It's just allowing it to be there. I always think it's really useful, actually. I tell my clients this. I, When we find someone else attractive, I think it can be so useful to instead of trying to hurry and nitpick and convince ourselves we're not attracted to them, or trying to prove our partner is more attractive, is to let that attraction be there. I almost think of it like you maybe have this 14-year-old girl inside of you that just gets a little giddy when she sees a cute boy. And much like my, I think of, I was not a Superboy crazy teenager, I think of my sister. <laughs> but she, you know, did not have one boy that was the only attractive boy. It was, there were so many cute boys that she got so giddy over. And I think of it like that there's that little tiny part of us that maybe just gets a little giddy when they see different boys that are cute. And maybe that is okay. Maybe that very voice within us that gets excited about different random guys that are cute is also that same voice. If we allow her to be there, then we'll get excited about your partner. I think one of the most powerful things we can do when we see someone else who is attractive is owning that. Like, wow, that's a really good looking person. Like God made a beautiful person and it doesn't have to mean anything about you or about the relationship that we can just acknowledge someone else to be handsome or beautiful without taking it so personally. Similarly, if you are looking for your partner to be the most attractive person in order to believe your relationship is right and that you should choose them, like that is a standard you're setting for yourself that is So impossible. Like, first, I think it's important to acknowledge attraction is totally subjective and personal. So this is like me kind of simplifying a little bit. But I want you to think like maybe even back in the day when people um, lived in villages and you didn't travel as much. So you didn't have this huge network of people through Internet or travel or moving different places. It was just like your little village that you knew. And when you start getting to dating and marrying age, there's maybe like five guys or girls that are like eligible prospects in your village within the right age range. And maybe you could choose and be with who you perceive to be. This is the most attractive guy in the village. And you could live out your whole life being like, yep, they're the most attractive one that exists. No one else to compare to. Just that. Now, even granted, this, <laughs> as you guys get older and people grow up, there might be someone younger. They're like, oh, they're cuter now. But we could if in that kind of isolated situation, believe, like, yeah, they're the most attractive guy that ever walked to the face of the planet. Now, there really could be another village over another guy who is more attractive, or even like a village after that, someone who's more attractive than them. So we could have this endless pursuit of trying to find the most attractive person. Saying pretending like attraction is objective, much like Cosmo, whatever ranking the sexiest man alive, assumes we all have the same kind of preference, but there can only be one person that is the most attractive. Whatever the heck that even means, the, everyone else has to fall short of that. So if your standard is this has to be the most attractive person I could ever get or ever meet, it's like an infinite standard that one is unattainable, and two can be constantly changing, because you know we're not in this tiny village where we're choosing out of five people. We live in a world where we move. We work with different people. Jobs change more frequently. We travel. We are on social media and can be exposed to an infinite number of people. We have a dating apps where you can land on one profile of someone else, someone who's handsome, and be able to possibly swipe 20 more times to find someone even better. This is almost what? I feel like is very much shopping mentality when it comes to dating, which is like trying to get the best deal possible. But my point with all of this is if you're trying to live your life convincing yourself your partner is the most attractive person in the world, it's going to be a game that like takes a lot of fighting and is going to be fruitless in the end. Which is why I think it is so, so powerful to give other people permission to be attractive and to allow other people to even be more attractive than your partner. That it is okay for them to be attractive. It is okay for you to notice it. And even giving yourself permission to acknowledge someone else's beauty. rather than using it as a test or a way to prove your relationship to be right, is to just let them be a beautiful person. And it has literally nothing to do with you. And I think it's even powerful to question why you're valuing attraction so much in the first place. Why is it so important to you to be more attracted to your partner than to anyone else? What do you think you're going to get out of that? Is it so that you know that it's right? Is it so you can get a guaranteed happiness from for the rest of your life? And I want you to question, is that really true? Is feeling attracted to someone or perceiving them to be the most handsome person in the room going to guarantee you happiness for the rest of your life? On some level, that's what your brain's been offering you. So practice embracing feeling unattracted. The more comfortable you are with it, the irony is, the less times it's actually gonna pop up for you. The more okay with you are with feeling unattracted, the less that those moments actually come up in the beginning. And when they're coming up, it doesn't even matter because you're okay with it now. Two is giving yourself more room for those moments of attraction. When you are okay with being not attracted, now you've given created that openness and that space and that freedom to also have that part of you that finds him attractive come out. Because when you're shutting down and for when you're shutting down your unattraction, you're also shutting down the part of you that gets attracted. So, making room for your unattraction makes more room for feeling attractive. Thinking they don't look amazing, finding them unattractive and being okay with it will allow you to experience that without all of the guilt and anxiety and shame on top of it. It will just be a tiny moment of, they look a little weird in this picture. Whatever, so do I. And we let go and we move on. Being able to be okay with it allows us to embrace it and move through it rather than running away from it. I allow myself to feel unattracted to my partner however much my brain wants. That if there is a moment where I think he looks not as attractive or not as cute, that it is totally okay. That if there's someone else that I find really handsome, That's not a big deal. And again, the irony of that is doing that has actually created room for more attraction to my partner and less freak out and less focus on other people being attractive in the first place. doesn't even matter to my brain anymore. Attraction can come and go. The more you allow it to be what it is and allow it to be fluid, the more you have room to just experience it. It doesn't have to be a problem until you make it a problem. Unattraction only becomes a problem until you're freaking out about it. What we resist persists. The more you're resisting not being attracted to him or the more you're resisting attraction to others, the more that's going to grow and the more it will magnify those feelings. The power of an attraction is leaning into that, giving it permission and space to be there. And then it doesn't control you and it becomes practically non-existent.